Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go, go, go. Our Rangers still on course for a place in the last four of the Europa League. A 1-0 defeat last night in the shadow of the Rock in Braga. Barry Ferguson will get the job done at Ibrox next Thursday. Yeah, well, listen, uh, you want to, away games in Europe, Rob, you want to come back home with at least a, at least a draw. It was a 1-0 defeat. It's not ideal, but I think Rangers will, will finish the job off next Thursday. Look, Braga are a good team. I don't think they're a top team. Um, and I think Rangers next Thursday night will have enough to put their, themselves into the semi-finals of the Europa League. What are you thinking? 0808 17 17 700. If you think uh, last night's result is enough and Rangers can finish off next week, uh, should Aaron Ramsey have featured? Why did he not feature? Do Rangers have enough up front to get the two goals without reply they need? in that second leg. Uh, they go from Portugal to Paisley at the weekend, St Mirren away on Sunday, and by then, uh, Rangers could be nine points behind, and you can make that ten if you're uh, working out goal difference as an extra point. So double figures, potentially. Mark Guidi, will Celtic keep the title pressure on tomorrow against St Johnston? Well, they'll be hot favourites to win the game. There'll be a full house at Celtic Park. They'll be vibrant and full of confidence after the victory at Ibrox on Sunday. So you would expect Celtic to to stretch their lead to um, nine points. Good, well, uh, well worked with, out. With, uh, <laughs> and then Rangers obviously playing on Sunday um, and Paisley uh, at lunchtime. But you look through the card, um, Rob, two big derby games on tomorrow, all those places up for grabs in the top six. You've got Dundee St. Johnson at the bottom and obviously the, the, the fight at the top. So it's a great weekend of football before we go into the, the last five fixtures of the season. Shooters Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean on Friday's Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Uh, we've had the ice baths, the three of us, the three separate baths that would have to be stressed uh, pre-show, Tiger Woods style, just to make sure, Barry, that we are on uh, top form both physically and mentally for the next couple of hours. To be honest with you, I prefer a bubble bath. <laughs> Um, I didn't like the, the ice baths Oh there's an exclusive Mark <laughs> yeah. Barry Ferguson likes bubble bath um, But listen what, what a story it would be Rob um, I'm sure everybody was tuned in Watching it last night And he's got off to a great start um, One under par And what a story it would be What yeah. a story After what was it 14, 15 months ago mm. A serious accident Serious car accident um, Never thought he would play golf again um, this is his first tournament back so I would love to see it because um, what an unbelievable sports guy he is yeah they thought at one stage you might have to have uh, part of the leg amputated mm, it was, yeah. this injuries were so serious Mark so it, it really is pretty remarkable he's going through the pain barrier but then he's got a fair team around him uh, to make sure that everything happens smoothly oh, it's a big event uh, the Masters is, is great and you know just for saying you think on 
on Sunday St Mirren Rangers lunchtime Man City Liverpool late afternoon and then the, the climax to to the, to the Masters at Spawning A1's get into the room shut the door pull the curtains and uh, have a couple of beers and a takeaway and relax and do you have maybe serving staff to bring you some food and drink while well, you I'm a good rent of baddies huh? <laughs> get rent of baddies for a bubble bath uh, sounds like not a bad idea at the weekend yeah massive uh, massive weekend uh, football wise um, and I think we might need our calculators out uh, either tomorrow or Sunday Barry to, to work out uh, who's going to fill those 4th, 5th and 6th places yeah um, it's so tight um, Rob from 4th position down to 10th um, it's going to be difficult to see who is going to make the, the, the top 6 I think for certain I think Dundee United will certainly be there um, they're in 4th position at this moment in time they're playing Dundee who's bottom in the league I, I just see Dundee United um, taking 3 points and then for me the rest is up for grabs um, it could be one of many teams who, who can get into that top 6 and listen it's exciting the, the game's tomorrow. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will be tuned in. I'll certainly be tuned in. And it'll be interesting to see who, who makes that top six. And the Rangers fans uh, will be happy in a sense, uh, Mark, that, that all these matches do matter to, to all the other teams, essentially. So a game like Celtic against St. Johnston, the Perth team are fighting for their lives to keep on moving further clear of Dundee, yeah. if possible. Uh, maybe reeling in the, the two teams above them, potentially, mm-hmm. um, as, as well. Um, so Celtic ain't going to get it easy tomorrow no I mean St Johnston will make life very difficult uh, for Celtic there's no doubt try and keep things steady the first 15-20 minutes uh, for sure that's what the, the, the game plan would be uh, I would imagine and you know St Johnston will be feeling if they could nick, even nick a point tomorrow at Celtic Park they would expect uh, that would them go to within 5 points of St Mirren and they would expect Rangers to go and beat St Mirren um, on Sunday so yeah you don't know the, the problem is now um, for Rangers as Rob they need favours mm. and it's probably unlikely I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion the league title race but I'd say 95% that it's in the bag um, for Celtic all Rangers can do is beat Celtic at Celtic Park which probably the first game after the split maybe the second game and then see how Celtic fare for the three or four games after that but you'd imagine Celtic are going to go on and win the league for Rangers the focus in the Scottish Cup next Sunday and before that next Thursday night and I agree with Barry I think Rangers will do it and the good thing for Rangers now is that the the, the away goals don't go, don't count mm-hmm. so even a 2-1 victory would, would take an extra time with 50,000 Rangers fans behind them I can see Rangers getting a, a, a right good result but first of all they need to take care of business on Sunday mm-hmm. bounce back go on the road and sometimes uh, in the second half of the season after a Thursday night they've not had a great result particularly when they've had to travel away so they need to be right on it. St Mirren still looking for the first one under Stephen Robinson. I think it's a cracking game on Sunday in Paisley. Here's Giovanni van Bronckhorst reflecting on what happened last night in Portugal. You know, it was a difficult game as you can expect. Quarterfinal in Europe. I think we had uh, moments in the game we could have uh, taken a bit more out of uh, out of this tie or this this uh, this game. But um, you know, in the end, uh, with the chances we created, we weren't as clinical as we as we need to be. But then again, you know, a one-nil defeat is a you know a slight margin. So uh, you know, I'm confident we can uh, have a good result next week at home at Ibrox with 50,000 people behind us to be in the semi-final. 
Feel free to join us uh, on the football conversation tonight, 0808 17 17 700, uh, on the socials at Go Football Show. What did you think about that Rangers performance last night? What did you think about the result? Do you see uh, Rangers coming out on top, reaching the last four of the Europa League? What did you think about Aaron Ramsey staying on the bench last night? What do you think about Rangers in the attacking areas? Do they have enough? Uh, what will be uh, the next plan in terms of attack for Giovanni van Bronckhorst going into these massive matches? Obviously, St Mirren Sunday, then Braga at Ibrox, Barry, then the Scottish Cup semi-final. Uh, Rangers have to sort it out and attack, don't they? Yeah, they need to sort it out. Um, and they need to forget about Morelos. It's simple. He's out for the, the, the remainder of the season, which is really disappointing. But now it's up to um, either Kemal Roof or Sakala um, to to take that place. For me, I prefer Kemal Roof. The, the only issue you've got with Kemal Roof at this moment in time, he's not played enough games. Um, he's the he's the one that I would I, I would um, go with. Um, Sakala played last night. I prefer Sakala on the on the channels mm-hmm. um, on the wing. Um, Kemal Roof for me. Um, Likes to bring people into the game. My, my only issue when you play with Kemar Roof up top, you need to get bodies round about him, Rob. Morelos is a different type of striker. He enjoys that lone striker role. Kemar Roof, for me, was isolated at times in the Celtic game. Um, that's what I think his problem was. Um, so it's a it's a hard one for Rangers, but you can't keep going back to Morelos. It's Mm-hmm. It's done. It's it's over for him, which is which is hard to take because he's Rangers' main striker. Now it's up to somebody else to take on that challenge and being Rangers number nine until the end of the season. And for me, the only choice now is Kemar Roof, and it's just about getting him game time. I think he'll start on Sunday. I think he'll start next Thursday night, and I think he'll he'll start every game from now until the end of the season, bearing injury. Yeah, well, that, that I was just going to mention injury because it, it tends to be injury interrupted for Kemar Roof, doesn't it? Yeah. And what Rangers can't afford at the moment is an injury to him on the back of Morelos. Yeah, when you look at Kemar Roof's career, you know, his attendance record, you know, it stops that at a number of clubs. But it's probably, well, it's not too late because you've got the Scottish Cup when you've got very important European games to come. But you could look at an example across the city of, of Furuhashi. Mm-hmm. Now, when he went out injured, Celtic needed somebody to step up to the plate. And between Maida chipped him a couple of goals, but Jack Amakis was the man, the player of the month for February, a couple of hat tricks, led the line well against Rangers um, in February at Celtic Park. Um, Roof could maybe take heart from that, and that's what Giovanni Van Bronckers is. Now, whether it's Kima Roof, whether Cedric Eaton comes in from the cold, whether Ryan Kent takes on a wee bit more, you know, and really starts to to, to impose himself more in games. Joe Arribo stepping up to the plate again, reproducing that top form, or Sakala, whatever it's going to be. As Barry says, Morelos is done, it's dusted. He's irrelevant now, Morelos. It's about guys who are fit and available and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst needs somebody to go and take that number nine role by the scruff of the neck and go and make things happen. And that's it's it's on there. Kima Roof, I think, is in the diving seat for it and he should really go and do it. I really would expect a lot from, from Kima Roof. With, with everything that's stake so far, go and show that hunger and desire to be the main man and go and help your team have a, a right good end to the season. As a risk in terms of his, his injury record. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, can you so count many, can you count on him? But you've got to. Mm-hmm. For me, you've got to now. There's so many important games from now until the end of the season. He needs to be available. Uh, play the game. Rapman, Cotton Will, 
get them back out for the next game because Rangers need Kemar Roof and they need a fit Kemar Roof. You look at um, his performance from the start against Celtic. Uh, off the bench, played a fair bit of the game last night as well. Uh, Fashion Sakala played most of the game in that central striking position. Mm. How many saves for Joe Hart at the weekend? How many saves for the Braga keeper Mateus last night? Not enough. Not enough. In terms of the Celtic game, you can say about possession. Um, but I'm not interested in that. It's who won the game? There, there wasn't enough attempts on goal. Rangers dominated possession, certainly in the second half. They get plenty of balls in the box, but Carter Vickers and Starfelt dealt with every single ball that came into the box. Um, so they need to make sure that they're, they're working the opposing goalkeeper. And I don't think Rangers have done that enough in the last two games. And I'm sure that's something that that Gio would have identified and something that he'll be talking to the players and they'll be working on in training. Um, and I, I would like to think come the game against St Mern on Sunday, they'll pepper the St Mern goal because they need to. That's what they need to do from now until the end of the season. Are Rangers paying the price for not bringing in another striker in January? Uh, someone who would be a deputy for Morelos because it appears at the moment as if they're really struggling to, to fill that gap. Well, but with the benefit of hindsight, Rob, yes. But then they still had Roof on the books. Mm -hmm. They brought Eaton back um, from Germany yeah. uh, on loan. And he seems they, to have vanished. Yeah, they brought in an attacking midfielder in Aaron Ramsey who could play that secondary striker um, role. So, yeah, with hindsight, yes. But when you look at it at the time, it wasn't too bad. You know, It wasn't too bad. But I didn't think Rangers would look, I'm not going to say poor, off the pace without Morelos the team we know he's a main striker he's he's good when he's on it he's absolutely great but I didn't think there'd be a shadow of themselves without and that's what I'm saying if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhorst you're thinking you know Kima Roof cost 3 million quid whatever it was when Stephen Jenner bought him he's one of the highest paid players in Scottish football um, and you think come on I'm, I'm looking for more of you you're experienced you've got it in you go and do it I need you I need you to step up here and take over that number nine jersey and go and show that desire to go and make things happen. Get yourself, even if you're not feeling 100%, just play through the pain barrier and go and crack on with it. Mark mentioned Aaron Ramsey there. He was on the bench and he stayed on the bench uh, last night. This was uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst uh, talking about the fact that uh, Aaron Ramsey didn't feature last night. He's had, uh, of course, a difficult period. He's playing uh, more games lately, uh, also for us and also for Wales. So I'm really happy that Aaron is back, you know, uh, and, and available. Uh, of course, we know his, uh, you know, his qualities. You know, we have a lot of midfield players available now. And uh, this is the first game out, out of two. Next week's going to be, uh, you know, starting Sunday with St. Mirren. But next week, of course, with the second uh, game of this tie and, and the semi-cup final, you know, it's... Uh, it's a busy period, but uh, you know, of course, the qualities of, of Aaron uh, we can use. Uh, we can use. Does that sound bad? As if Aaron Ramsey will play next Thursday against Braga at Ibrox, but a lot of Rangers fans were pretty frustrated, I think, last night and angry uh, that he didn't feature in a game where Rangers looked pretty blunt in the in, in attack. Yeah, I can understand that because I thought in the Celtic game, I, I thought he had a good game. Aaron Ramsey obviously got off to a flyer with the, with the goal but I thought there was some decent passages of play going through Aaron Ramsey some really nice touches did I think he would play last night? yeah I did um, but that tells me that he's still not ready to play um, three maybe three games a week uh, 
he's not 100% fit, but I think come next Thursday, there's no doubt in my mind that Aaron Ramsey um, is going to start. He has to start. Do you think the Rangers rest- need to win that game? Will he be rested on? Will he not play Sunday, do you think? And will he be kept for next Thursday? Well, I think you've still got to go and, and live and hope that you can still catch Celtic, which I think is going to be very difficult, no doubt about it. Can I see Celtic losing two games? No, I don't. Um, but you've got to go in with the belief that they are going to lose their game. So I think you've got to put out your, your, uh, a strong team that's going to be attack-minded and go for St Murn. And Aaron Ramsey would be one of the players that, that I would um, go for. Um, as I said, he said, they're running games now where he's went away with Wales. Well, before he went away with Wales, he played the game up at Dens Park. Yep. I think 80-odd minutes. Mm-hmm. He went away and played 90-odd minutes with Wales. Um, obviously uh, played 60-odd minutes against Celtic. He's missed this week. I would expect him to play both games. Well, but then you've got the semi-final yeah. in Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so... That's it's a, it's going to be a big decision for for Gio, but for me, he has to play certainly next Thursday. There's six weeks of the season to go, Rob Rangers. I've got six games in the league, guaranteed one against Braga and Unit seven, potentially a semi final, a final. So there's possibly ten. Mm-hmm. A Scottish Cup semi finals, eleven, possibly a final twelve. So you've got a maximum of twelve games to go. Three trophies, in the often. If it's me, whether you're Aaron Ramsey or anybody else, and I know sports science can I take over now and stuff, but if it's me, I, I, I'm playing in every game. As long as you want me to play, Gaffer, as long as you want me to start games, I've got 12 games, I've got six weeks to go here. I've been here for three months, I've not made the contribution I've wanted to make for a number of reasons, but we've got six weeks to go in 12 massive games. We're possibly a Scottish Cup final, possibly a European final. Two games a week, count me in. I'll get my rest at the end of the season. I'll get a week at the end of May before I catch up with the exactly. national team. You know, I, I would be banging down the gaffer's door and saying, "Listen, I'm available. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to play. Whenever you need me, I'm ready." To play. Do you think that could be happening in Aaron Ramsey's case? Do you think he could be saying, "Play me, play me, play well, me," and, my, my, and, and Giovanni van Bronckhorst is saying, "Wait a minute, we've got to be selective here." Yeah, well, there's only twelve games to go. There's there's only what six weeks left of the six or so weeks left of the, the season. There's potentially twelve games. Um, you've got a, a rest in the summer I know you've got the Nations League games in June but for me I, I think with the qualities he's got he could be the difference Aaron Ramsey in these big games and Rangers have got a number of big games coming up over the, the next few weeks or the next six weeks so for me Aaron Ramsey has got to start in every single game Talking of big games next weekend of course the Scottish Cup semi-final meeting of Celtic and Rangers and as you well know if you've been listening this week uh, we have a pair of tickets to give away to a Celtic fan and a Rangers fan and uh, we have two final contenders uh, in tonight's show uh, bidding to top the league and win those tickets competition time next the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, go.
Yeah, it's the music that says competition time. We've teamed up with CSD Air Conditioning to give one lucky Rangers fan and one lucky Celtic fan a pair of tickets for that huge upcoming Scottish Cup semi-final next weekend. Plus £100 to spend. It's the game show host voice on at this stage. All this week, uh, we've had a fan from each team competing to see who can top the league and win those tickets. So we've had uh, four contenders already and uh, playing for Celtic tickets on tonight's show is Liam from Rachel. Hi, Liam. Hi, mate. How are you doing? You okay? Hi, yeah, mate. I'm good. How are you? All your brain functions good at the moment uh, because you're trying to beat yeah. Dominic, who got five uh, in his allotted 60 seconds. Uh, so you're feeling pretty confident by the sounds of it. Uh, a pair of tickets. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we've got the questions for you. We'll batter through them. Um, and your 60 seconds Liam starts now Roy Keane made his Celtic debut in a cup shock what team was that against? Hulls as manager and player how many Scottish Cup winners medals does Neil Lennon have? Uh, nine who scored the third goal for Celtic in their 2020 Scottish Cup final win against Hearts? In his two seasons at Celtic, did Paolo Di Canio win a Scottish Cup? Sorry, could you repeat that? Did Paolo Di Canio win a Scottish Cup in his two seasons at Celtic? Uh, pass. Has Billy McNeil scored a goal in a Scottish Cup final against Rangers? No. With how many clubs has Anthony Stokes won the Scottish Cup? Two. Who scored Celtic's goal in their 1-0 victory against Dunfermline in 2007? Um, Since the turn of the millennium, how many times have Celtic... In fact, that's your, is that your 60 seconds? Yeah. Time up. So uh, let's see how many you got there. One, two, two rights. Uh, Liam so thanks for taking part in the competition and it's going to be Dominic who's going to be winning the ticket so thanks a lot Liam all the best cheers mate that's Liam from Rock Hill uh, he got two out of one two three four five six seven so it is going to be Dominic who will be getting on the show uh, in a little while to uh, to give us his reaction to winning the competition he's got a pair of tickets coming his way and £100 to spend uh, next weekend at the Scottish Cup semi-finals. Um, Mark, are you happy to answer those questions? I'm going to give the answers now to those questions. Are you happy to have a little go yourself? Um, Roy Keane made his Celtic debut in a cup shock. What team was that against? Barry's former club, Clyde. Is correct. As manager and player, how many Scottish Cup winners medals does Neil Lennon have? Six. Barry, have a guess? I thought it was six. Eight. Eight, mm. was it? So producer James told me, you know, and he's, he is the, he's, he's, he's leaving the room at this point, so that probably answers that. Uh, who scored the third goal for Celtic in their 2020 Scottish Cup final win against Hearts? I guess Rogic. Barry? Callum McGregor? Lee Griffiths. Oh, so he was right, I, um, Yeah, he, he got that one right. Liam was right. Yeah, he was. In his two seasons at Celtic, did Paolo Di Canio win a Scottish Cup? No. Correct. He did not. Has Billy McNeil scored a goal in the Scottish Cup final against Rangers? Yes. Yes, he has. And the last, no, it wasn't the last question, but how many clubs has Anthony Stokes won the Scottish Cup? 
Two. Two. Is right. And who scored Celtic's goal is a really tough one mm. in their 1 0 victory against Dunfermline in 2007. Pierre Dumbe. <sighs> Top drawer from you, Mr. Guidi. Mm. Yeah, Jean Joël Perrier Dumbe. I'm not sure quite. Was he called Matt Dumbe or what, what, was he, what was he known as at the time? I can't remember. But just Dumbe. Dumbe, Dumbe was enough. <laughs> uh, and it's, that's a great answer. That is, uh, that's worth quite a few points, to be honest. So, uh, the winner of the Celtic tickets. For the Scottish Cup semi-final, well done to Dominic. I'm sure you're listening and we will get you uh, on the phone in a little while to have a chat with you uh, about that upcoming game, um, about where Celtic are in terms of landing the title, maybe the treble, um, and you can uh, celebrate that performance. You got five and that is a winning total. We will be having the second half of the competition a little bit later on Nick from Hamilton will be playing for a pair of Rangers tickets for that Scottish Cup semi-final this weekend of course it's all about league points Celtic 6 in front already 7 if you include goal difference Rangers play Sunday in Paisley so Celtic against St Johnston uh, tomorrow is massive and it could be effectively uh, a 10-point lead uh, prior to that Rangers game on Sunday. And uh, especially difficult for Rangers when you consider the competition for places at Celtic. Ange Postacoglu's been talking about that at today's media conference. If subliminally they're feeling that way, they won't play on Saturday because they'll stand out in training. You know, like I said, there's I've got 24, 25 guys who desperate to play, desperate to be involved, desperately wanting to contribute. So you can't roll up to this training and be thinking about anything else or thinking about any job done, um, irrespective of who you are. The training won't allow it. Um, the players themselves won't allow it. You know, they're pushing the, the limits every day. You know, I've consistently said we want to be playing our best football at this time of the year, irrespective of who we're up against. And uh, that's, that's our aim and that's our ambition. Mark, for anyone hoping for Celtic to slip up this weekend or indeed any weekend soon, uh, that doesn't sound too encouraging, does it? No, I mean, he, he's saying there that, you know, he doesn't want anybody taking their eye off the ball. He wants it to be relentless. There's no point in, in, in going to Ibrox. And by the way, getting a, a terrific result. I mean, to go to, to Rangers, be a goal down after five minutes in front of 50,000 Rangers supporters and, and to recover that way, you know, credit to, to Ange Postacoglu and his players, you know, great mentality. Um, to see it through um, so he said yeah what's the point in doing that to take your eye off the ball tomorrow against St Johnson at Celtic Park in front of 60,000 uh, of your own fans so the demands are there and, and I'll go back to it you know I've never forgotten Craig Moore's kind of opening statement when Craig was filling his all in on Ange Postecoglou because he worked with him closely and he said the demands that he puts day in day out not just in the players but on his staff because he wants to see his staff performing a high level be dedicated be on the ball and if the players in the dressing room see every member of staff on it then that feeds its way into the dressing room as well. and that's exactly what's happened at Celtic this season so yeah I don't expect any slip ups from Celtic uh, tomorrow I don't expect them to be changing the team to give two or three guys a run out just like we were saying earlier about Rangers Celtic have got six league games to go a Scottish Cup semi-final and possibly a final so they've got eight games max mm -hmm. in six weeks he will demand every ounce from his players and they will be determined to give him every ounce eight games to go maximum uh, six wins away from a domestic treble which would be absolutely remarkable and he just sounds Barry they're really calm and confident doesn't he 
Yeah, he does. Um, but he's very demanding. He's he's obviously letting the players know that if standards slip, um, they won't be involved. And that's the kind of message that you like to hear coming for the manager, because um, that means every day in training, guys are are at it. Um, they're trying to get into that that starting eleven. Um, and for the start of the season, they had it was a tough start in terms of results to obviously get to where they are. Um, he has done a he's done a fantastic job in, in terms of um, where he's got Celtic at this moment in time with six games to go and also with the, the turnaround of players as well you know what it's like I, I don't know how many players exactly 14, 15 or 16 players have come in I know how that hard how hard that is sorry to get them all to jail and all most of them have been a success most of them have been a success it's an incredible hit rate it is, and players, I've got to be honest with you, that I didn't know too much about. Some of them I didn't even know about. Um, and certainly they've impressed me, and they've not cost a lot of money. I was if just going to say. At the, yeah. In terms of the money that Celtic have spent, mm. they've not spent an absolute fortune. Um, guys like the, the, the Japanese guys, who virtually everybody knew nothing about, mm. have come in and really impressed. Guys like... Matt O'Reilly coming for League One, one and a half million quid for MK Dons, who I think in time could be a, a proper player. Um, Carter Vickers started the season good. I think since the turn of the year, he's been um, in top form, I thought, on Sunday against um, Rangers. I, I says it with 20 minutes to go. He was a standout player on the pitch um, for Celtic in terms of defensively. That's the best I've seen Celtic defensively. How they defended their box because um, there's been a lot of criticism mm -hmm. about them um, defensively but was that partly that, about Rangers cutting edge or lack of it as well, well I know they, they, put, I know they the put lots of balls in the box yeah and sometimes you've got to do that and ask a question mm -hmm. but when you ask a question 8, 9, 10 times then you've got to go down a different route um, instead of crossing it in um, but look in terms of An Ange Postacoglu he certainly had a successful season and he's um, he could win a treble there's every possibility he's got the first one in the cabinet they're six points clear with 15, 15 goals um, a difference um, they're in the semi-finals of, of the Scottish Cup so it could end up being a, an unbelievable first season for them Would this be Mark the most remarkable ever domestic Scottish treble if, if Ange Postacoglu was to reach the finishing line, win the two trophies that he hasn't won so far mm -hmm. on the back of the way it all began? Uh, it would have to be right up there, um, Rob. You know, there's, I think there's a lot of comparison, a lot of parallels to um, the season 2000-2001 when Martin O'Neill came in against Dick Advocates team that Barry was a part of who romped to a treble in 99 and then romped to the title by more than 20 points the, the, the following season. Um, and Martin O'Neill had a lot of work um, to do. So if you look at Ange Postacoglu, um, it is remarkable considering what he inherited and even two or three games without winning on the road as well, losing to Meterland and the Cups, you think of what he's done. But even if you look at the last three transfer ones, I've not sat down and worked it outright, but I, but I will. But I'm guessing that um, all the ins and outs, Celtic will be, at, I would guess, at least £15 million in the black in the last three transfers because when you think of Frimpong yeah. Ayer Edward mm -hmm. he's bringing in Furuhashi and Hitati and Maida for in total what six or seven million quid yeah. uh, all in you know uh, O'Reilly one and a half Joe Hart a free Carter Vickers on loan Jota on loan Starfelt four, four million four, mm -hmm. four mil 
Juranovic, two million. Getting a tune out of uh, Ralston. Greg Taylor. Revitalising Rogic. Callum McGregor, seamless yep. into the role of, of, of captain and leader. Um, so when you look at all that, but I, I will sit down and work, but there must be at least 15 million quid in the black with ins and outs of the last three windows. So, so you know, I think we're going to win, Rangers, uh, Celtic's going to win the league, the League Cup's in the bag, Scottish Cup, we don't know, 50-50. But uh, even if it just finishes as, as the league in the League Cup, it's not a treble, it's still an absolutely remarkable uh, season. Considering where so you'd think this time last year, Rangers had, what, gubbed Celtic, was it 4-1 in the mm -hmm. Scottish Cup tie, or whatever mm -hmm. it was, won the title by more than 20 points. 25, Celtic yeah. Get, yeah, Celtic couldn't get a manager. Yeah. Um, last minute stuff with, with Ange Postacoglu, but, you know, it's, it's worked out very, very well. Very well for them. And we were speaking earlier on about the choices Rangers have at the moment in the striking positions. And and in theory, they should have backup, but it's not showing itself positively at the moment, uh, minus Morellas. You look at Celtic, Kyogo was sensational when he came in, 16 goals, injured, out, been out for ages. Uh, Yakimakis, who looked a bit of a misfit initially, he didn't look ready, uh, 12 goals for him um, Dyson Maida can play that position as well maybe not ideal as a central striker but can play there Celtic have choices in those positions yeah and, and listen when Kyogo was obviously ruled out in Boxing Day for a number of months we, we thought it maybe have been six to eight weeks but obviously it's been proven that it's, it's been four months or so Jack Amakis I'll be honest with you I wasn't too sure I, look one thing about him is he does know where the, the back of the net is. He's, um, his movement inside the box is really good. Outside the box, I don't think he's great on the eye, if I'm being honest with you. But listen, it's about scoring goals. You look you? at the numbers, don't you? Yeah, look, he's, his numbers over the last six or so weeks have been impressive. Um, and when, when Celtic lost Kyogo, I thought they would have struggled. I honestly did yeah. think, I thought they would have um, struggled without him because he was such a big player for them at the, the first half of the season. I think a lot of people thought that, Barry. But you mm. think there was a mm. lot of quick, you know, Jackie Mack is, is, is yeah. up to it. Who's going to score the goals? Who's going to be the, the leader in that yeah. number nine role? And it's been, they've had one or two that like Rangers are going to need in the next number. I mean, somebody to step up and say, by the way, Morelos is away, but I'll make sure he's not missed. Mm -hmm. I'm here, to, I'm here to take and over. And it'll be interesting in terms of Rangers, like the, the, when Postacoglu came in with the, the, the turnover of players, I think it'll be pretty similar for Rangers in the summer. I don't think it'll be as much, but I, I think there's a fair bit of building going to be done there. There's going to be guys leaving. Um, and there's obviously Gio, yeah, Giovanni's identified players that he wants to, wants to bring in. So I, I, I can see a lot of movement in the summer for Rangers. And at times when he when he's asked the Morelos question, uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, he just kind of shrugs and says, well, we go with what we have. you know, I, that, And that's all he can do. He can't wave a magic wand. But I'm just thinking, Mark, I mean, what Ange Postacoglu has done, it's, it's a lesson in recruitment, isn't it? Because yeah. he, he's, he's brought in players with the right ability, with the right attitude, and ready and able and, you know, ready to hit the ground running into a team, into a style of play that he wants to, to adopt. Yeah, and and I think, again, that's what I'm talking about, the demands on his staff. It's not just about John Kennedy and Steve McManus and Gavin Strachan. It's his whole staff. So he's gone into his recruitment department. And remember, again, this time last year, Celtic needed a director of football, they needed a head of recruitment, and just filled all those roles. So what he does is, he goes in basically as, as the head of that department and puts demands on his scouting staff. 
So they might come back and he'll say, not good enough for me. Find me better. Find me better. And I bet you that's the way he is. That's the demands that he puts. Says, I'm not settling for second best. I know the Japanese market, but out with that, maybe somebody's identified Abada, maybe somebody's identified Jota, whatever it may be. But he'll be putting the demands on every department. It's not just about his backroom staff on a day-to-day basis, but every department within the football club to get into his way of thinking and to produce the very best that they can in their roles and that's what he's done at the football club he's used the loan market well as well I mean these two loans mm-hmm. Jota I mean Jota has let, let's be honest he has been exceptional at times for Celtic and Carter Vickers I, I don't know if he's agree with me I thought he mm-hmm. was good the first half of the season but he's became a man mountain at, at the back yeah. very calm composed good defender and it'll be interesting to see if, if Celtic try and do a deal I thought it was 8 or 9 million pound but with a caller on last week saying it was 5 million pound mm-hmm. If it's that kind of price, you've got to snap. You've got to snap him up. I mean, you want ideally the Celtic fans want these loans turned into permanent deals if at all possible. The worst that happens, Mark, is that they've been a big part in a sensational season and maybe a treble. Yeah, well, I mean, ideally, you know, I mean, I think it's let's say to say Ange Postecoglou, you can have either Carter Vickers or Jota. I think he'd probably go for Carter Vickers, whereas four months ago I'd have said go for Jota. Yeah. I think you know the importance of having a good relationship with your goalkeeper and your, one of your centre-halves and I think you can see that with Hart and Carter Vickers so you're right if it doesn't work out for whatever reason because it's a lot of money and then you've got the wages on top and they'll be in demand Jota and, and Carter Vickers but if it doesn't work out you shake your hands and you say to them thanks for the 12 months that you gave you were brilliant you've helped us become the number one team in the country again and you've helped us get the £35 million Champions League jackpot good luck we'd love you to stay but it's not. it can't happen but I don't think there'd be, um, you know, it wouldn't be a a, a sore uh, part of the ways. I think it would be a handshake, a pat in the back, and they've been very, very good for each other. Definitely. Talking football till seven. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Friday's Go Radio Football Show. Looking forward to another massive weekend, isn't it? For so many teams down at the bottom. Dundee looking pretty doomed, you would say. Uh, St Johnston have just pulled a little bit clear there at Celtic Park uh, tomorrow. Uh, the title race goes on, but I guess for many people, it is done and dusted on the back of uh, last weekend. Celtic effectively seven points clear. Could be ten clear um, if they win that game at Celtic Park tomorrow Rangers in Paisley to play St Mirren the other games Aberdeen Ross County uh, a Dundee Derby and an Edinburgh Derby neither of them unfortunately live on TV Livingston against Motherwell so many teams with so much to play for well we had Liam from Rockhill on earlier uh, failing to reach that incredible target, Dominic in Bailiston, that you set for him, was it on Wednesday night show? You got five right. Dominic, hi, how you doing? Good. Can you sound really excited, as if you've won a pair of uh, Scottish Cup semi-final <laughs> tickets? I, I was once. I was listening to the the boy that was on earlier, and uh, I was on my take my wee boy to football. So mm-hmm. I was listening, and you had won. So I was say uh, I was screaming as Celtic had won the Scottish Cup final. <laughs> Good stuff. And is it is it your is it your wee boy that you you'll be taking with you? Uh well he's he's what he comes, so it's looking like it, yeah. <laughs> Although you could maybe put that other ticket up to the highest bidder, see how that goes in the next <laughs> few days. I will have a few a few people want to buy it, but believe me. What are you thinking uh, about your team 
um, and these next few games, are, do you feel as if it is done and dusted, or are you playing the cautious card, Dominic? It's, it's Celtic's to lose, to lose now. We're in the league anyway, and the, the semi-final. If we go out and play the way we have played in the last two, for them to think that they will win, Celtic will win. We were just talking about. Uh, Ange Postacoglu's success in the transfer market. I mean, it's been absolutely yeah. incredible. And Mark was sort of trying to total up the the transfers. And, and certainly, it all amounts to a healthy profit that Celtic have made in the transfer market and, and brought in so many players um, uh, who've just clicked immediately. He's done, I would say, signings have been really good. Uh, he came in and inherited a shambles of a team in uh, his pre-season. So what, he, what the, the man's done Basically, since he's come in into the job, he's done it amazing. He's, if he can go in and do a treble, then he's up there with the greats, I would say, straight away. That's only one year into the job. It's one of those moments, Mark, in the studio where we look up at the, the screen uh, on the wall and it's showing uh, Ange Postacoglu staging his media conference today, talking about all sorts of things um, and just keeping everything grounded as he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ground, grounded's a great uh, word. And, you know, it's no wonder that Dominic and all the Celtic supporters are, are absolutely thrilled with what's going on um, just now at the football club, considering where the club was this time last year and even deep into June. Um and the thing I like, you know, I, I'd never heard of Ange Postacoglu no, the, the, the night he was appointed. Him. Never heard of him. Um, you know, Craig Moore gave us a real, really good insight um, into him. And then you start, and then you listen to his, his media conferences, mm. um, Rob. And I have to say, from his first day when he's paraded, um, I thought, well, I don't know what like he's going to be as a manager or as a coach, but as a person, as a football person, I really took to him right away. And I think Barry and I said a few times with yourself and with Paul, we said, can a guy go and have a pint with and go and uh, top uh, football with really good man. I don't know if I could go for a pint with like really Even <laughs> yeah, and on that I think as well, um Dominic, just a, a great humility. I think he represents Celtic Football Club tremendously well. Um never yeah. gets carried away. He always reads the room, he gets the tone right, never rubs it into people when they win games and never has a pop if they don't win no. games. So I think o- overall, as a human being I think he's been absolutely brilliant. He's not get caught up in any of the madness or the poison that can 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 come to Glasgow um, at certain times. Yeah, and I think he's and it's the same with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst on the other side. You know, I think he's a, he's the same. I've said in the show before. I think that I like the two guys as human beings. Yeah. It's a shame there's going to be a loser um, this season. Yeah. It looks as though it's going to be um, Giovanni. But for Ange Postecoglou, he's been absolutely brilliant. Still a bit to go. I don't know how it's going to work out. But at the moment as well, I would say absolutely 100% he's a, he's a manager of the year as well. Sorry, Dominic, you were saying? I was saying, sorry, he's been a fresher, prefer since he's come into uh, Scottish football, I would say. Yeah, as I said, I was uh, I didn't have a clue who he was. I still get a wee bit of stick from uh, one of my friends because I was obviously quite disappointed when Celtic made the, the announcement. So I've actually, I, I feel terrible now, do you know what I mean? The, the man's, uh, he's uh, really proved me wrong and he's proved a lot of people wrong. That's just good. You can't judge a book by its cover. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think he's made a lot of people look daft, to be honest. Because yeah, and a, and, a, and a lot of it stemmed from from ignorance. Just you know, just because we hadn't heard of him and couldn't pronounce his second name didn't mean that he wasn't yeah. going to be a great coach. And and that's exactly the way it's turned out. And I mean, what Celtic have gotten now, as well as uh, on the playing front, is they've got a manager who's become really hot property as well. And and you would think that behind the scenes, I don't know what what sort of deal he's on, the length of the deal, the, the terms that yeah. he's on. But, but you, would, you, would think, you would think, Dominic, that that would be a big priority, wouldn't you? That that yeah. you would want to get him on a bigger and better deal just to make sure he's going nowhere. 
He's uh, it's the best football I've seen, and I've been, I've been going to Celtic Park for years. Uh, obviously, I thought when Brendan Rodgers came in, it was really good, but I think uh, Big Angus took it to another level. I think he's, he's he's doing better than what Brendan Rodgers did, and that was quite a big ask to, 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 to do better, you know what I mean? Mm. And he just seems to you know, have made everything work. You know, As we were saying earlier on, when Kyogo was injured after scoring 16 goals, he was, he was looming, obviously, as the player of the season at that stage. Then he was yeah. out and you thought, right, what impact is this going to have on Celtic? Suddenly, enter Yakamakis to score the goals, Maeda playing a bigger and bigger part. Now, of course, we're going into the business end where, where, the, where the prizes are handed out. Uh, and this was him today talking about the, the potential return tomorrow of Kyogo. Let's have a listen. Yeah, no, he, he was he was fit last week. Like I said, I just in the end, I, you know, it's kind of a judgment call on my behalf to sort of maybe be a little bit conservative with him. But uh, he's trained all week. You know, I was keen on him to have a full week of training. Um, yeah, he's right to go. He'll be involved tomorrow. Um, 100%. He'll be part of the squad. How does that feel, Dominic, to, to have Kyogo back on the scene going into these games that could lead to the treble? Yes, yeah, it should definitely make Celtic even stronger than what they are. So that's good to have Kyogo back. Everything seems to have, I mean, gone gone right for them, Mark. You know, yeah. lat- laterally, but you know, after a start, they lost three of their first six league games when when things were going pretty badly wrong. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of question marks when I think there was some people who said, you know, Celtic will do well to finish runners up. You know, never mind uh, win the league. So yeah, I mean, what what's happened um, has been quite remarkable. Another thing as well, you've got to be ready to take advantage. If you're if if you're nearest rivals and that, at that point it's Rangers where the champions slip up and Celtic have made sure that if Rangers ever slipped up, boom, they were going to take advantage and they have and obviously winning um, the, the the last two old firm games back to back has helped as well to put Celtic in such a, a strong position um, with six games to go. So yeah, they've been absolutely relentless. You know, when you consider how they looked um, the opening couple of games of the season, losing to Hearts and the and the opening night losing a couple of European games but the recovery has has been great and I think you know we spoke about earlier in the programme did Rangers miss a trick with a rec- recruitment in January but Celtic got it spot on because mm. you look at Hitati and Maida just coming in and uh, O'Reilly and, and Gucci as well at that stage but yep. they've just lifted the place lifted yeah. the new, you know re-energised the dressing brought a fresh enthusiasm Boom, putting a marker right down against Rangers, you know, a week or two. And it got them in early in January. It wasn't the last minute Charlie deals. They were in early doors, two or three weeks to prepare. And on they went. So Celtic, at such a crucial stage of the season, got it absolutely spot on. So credit to the manager and to the board for delivering that. Dominic, confident about tomorrow, that game against St Johnston? Do you think just uh, the march goes on towards the title? I think it does. He said, I don't think Celtic will take their eye off the the ball now I think they're getting stronger every game's going by so hopefully they just keep it going keep the momentum going and they take it into the, the semi-final as well and hopefully it can do possibly a treble so I'm looking forward and as we now know courtesy of the Go Radio Football Show uh, you're going to be going to that game at Hamden next weekend I mean how how do you think that do you, do you see only one outcome in that game? I don't want to be too overconfident <laughs> so I, I, I hope Celtic won so let's put it that way uh, as I said they've, they've done well the last two old forums but it's a 90 minutes Rangers could come out and have a, a really good game so you never know well enjoy it and uh, well, thanks, do- thanks. well well done in winning the competition all the thanks. best Dominic thank you cheers see you later on guys cheers Dominic 
The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Yeah, get involved in the football discussion and we're also going to have the second half of our Scottish Cup competition in this hour. Uh, We've already spoken to Dominic there just before the news at six, uh, who's heading for the semi-final next weekend, courtesy of the Go Radio Football Show, CSD Air Conditioning, and with £100 to spend uh, to go with that pair of tickets. And we've got another pair of tickets to give away uh, in about 20 minutes' time. Nick from Hamilton will be with us looking to overhaul uh, the total Nicky uh, got, and that was six. So it's a, a fair old target to get to. Dominic got five, uh, and that was uh, more than enough to win the Celtic tickets. So two Rangers tickets uh, coming up uh, sometime after 20 past six. Good to have you with us on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, Rob McLean, 0808 17 17 700. What are you thinking about Celtic's march towards the title? Is it all home and host as far as they're concerned on the back of the win at Ibrox? last weekend is it just really now about uh, getting a few more wins four wins away from the title six wins away from a domestic treble which would be uh, remarkable what about Rangers Uh, can they uh, overturn that 1-0 deficit from last night in Portugal next Thursday at Ibrox and get to the last four of the Europa League the Scottish Cup is still up for grabs of course as well and uh, well those results are going to tell us uh, whether Rangers are going to get some sort of compensation and consolation out of a season which looks to be heading up in pretty deep disappointment in terms of the title that 25 point winning margin having turned into a 6 point at the moment deficit and that could be another 3 points worse tomorrow if Celtic beat St Johnston coming off the pitch in Braga uh, last night Ryan Jack looked less than happy I took a um, knock on my knee but it's, it's fine I had ice on it when I came off but I was more just frustrated that we're losing the game um, it's never nice to be losing and um, at this level we're, we're desperate to get to a semi-final so um Obviously, when you're losing the game, there's frustration there, but it's important that we use that frustration next week to, to obviously um, use our home crowd to turn it around. Thought he was on Rangers better players, Barry, last night, Ryan Jack. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't mind that when a player comes off and he's frustrated and he's angry. That shows me he cares. Um, as long as you don't start having a, a ding dong with a manager or whatever, it showed showed a bit of frustration. I don't mind that. Ryan Jack for me is. Um, a really important player for Rangers. Um, was a surprise they come off. Maybe Gio thought we we taking that knock in the first half, which Ryan Jack just mentioned there. Maybe it was precaution. Um, but in terms of coming off and and being angry, I don't mind that at all, Rob. You'll have a, a kick at a few water bottles on your way off. I never get took off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um, yeah, he was he, he was he was pretty cheesed off, wasn't he, when it when he came off? But actually, that that result, I mean, every chance. Uh, obviously, Rangers didn't want to lose it, but uh, one nil uh, shouldn't be an insurmountable task, Mark. No, I mean, I, I think as I say, the top of the show, Rob, with, with no away goals um, now. You know, now had this been last season, you'd be a, a wee bit concerned because one nil is a really good result for a home team. 
because you, you score one uh, on the road and then the other team needs three. So, um, but with that not being in the equation now, I think it's you know it's not a great result for Rangers, but it's a more than acceptable result. And I think they'll get into Thursday night, providing that they win on, on Sunday, they'll get into it full of confidence with a spring in their step, just running out that tunnel under the floodlights, 50,000 European semi-final uh, place. I, I can see Rangers doing the business. I think it'll be a nervy 90 minutes. Wouldn't surprise me if it goes to extra time, but I can see Rangers getting through. I'd be shocked if Rangers don't go through if I'm being honest after I've watched them I actually watched the, the game they played against Benfica mm-hmm. last Friday with the 1-3-2 um, and as I said Rob they're a good team you're not a bad team if you get the quarterfinals but looking at them last night I think they're, they're there for the taking certainly Thursday night European nights as Mark just mentioned they're under the lights 50,000 if Rangers start the game well put them under pressure um they look to me of a team that they're a young team so I don't think they'll be able to handle the sort of atmosphere that, that Ibrooks creates in, in European nights so I would be absolutely shocked if Rangers don't go into the semi-final I think Ryan Jack agrees with you Yeah I think um, they look like they weren't really putting us under too much pressure they didn't have too many clear-cut chances I think overall in the game it was to me it was pretty even obviously frustrated to lose the game but we always wanted to make sure that we're in the tie for next week and as the manager said, I think when we have a crowd right behind us and 50,000, then um, we can create a great atmosphere and create a special result. So hopefully we've done that before in the past and hopefully we can do it again next week. The next few weeks decide whether the season fizzles out for Rangers or quite the opposite. Yeah, and they can't allow it, Rob. They no. can't allow the season to fizzle out. It's, I says about the league, it's going to be really difficult. Really difficult. But you've got to go in with the belief that Celtic are going to lose for them and, and there's going to be a few surprise results which looks very unlikely but they've got still they're, they're in they've got the game against Braga mm-hmm. next Thursday night they're, they've got the semi-final on the Sunday in the Scottish Cup so there's still a lot to play for um, and there's it's still a big end to the season for them and I fully expect in terms of the game on Sunday going to, to St Mern St Mern in bad form They've not won many games. No. I fully expect Rangers to go there and turn them over. Because um, I fully expect Celtic to win tomorrow against St. Johnson. But there's a lot to play for. Um, and I'd be I'd be disappointed if the season does fizzle out. And it could be a Scottish Cup win and a place in the Europa League final. I think the, it's it's Leipzig or Atlanta, am I right in saying? When he was it last night? Yeah. 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 So, th- so I think all the ties were, I think the other three were all 1-1, yeah. weren't they? So yeah. but Leipzig or Atalanta, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's winnable for Rangers, isn't it, if they get to the semis? I, I'd imagine so, but first of all, you know, take care of a, a brag and deal what you've got to deal with after that. Look, the next seven days could be really, really good for Rangers, Rob, or it could, it could blow up or it could be somewhere in between. I mean, I think on paper, if we're being realistic, Rangers' best chance of a trophy this season is the Scottish Cup. Two games away. You, you, you would kind of think whoever wins next Sunday at Hamden is going to win the Scottish Cup with the greatest respect to Hearts and Hibs. So that's Rangers' best chance of winning a trophy. Now, it's not a league. It's not the £35 million jackpot, but it's still a trophy. They've not won a Scottish Cup in what, since Barry played, what, 11 years? Whatever it is, 12 years since Rangers won the Scottish Cup. So it's a step in the right direction. Uh, what you don't want to do is finish the season trophyless or, and, and, you know, maybe standing by and watching Celtic win a treble and go to Braga on Thursday night I mean that's just that wouldn't be acceptable in any level for Rangers to go from where they were and considering the state that Celtic were in a year ago if Rangers finished this season trophyless and watched Celtic uh, win a treble that's uh, it's time to take stock 
at Ibrooks in every department if that's the case um, but it could go well we just we just know that's the beauty of, of what we've got over the next few weeks this time um, or 10 days from now we could be talking about Rangers in a Scottish Cup final and a European Europa League semi-final we might not be but there's every chance that they will be the game at Hamden or Celtic have won back-to-back old firm games um, but Rangers can certainly win at Hamden they can absolutely go and, and, and win the game so it, it's there for Rangers to still turn what at the moment it's a wee bit of a negative on the back of losing to Celtic last Sunday to turn the next six weeks into a real positive Giovanni Van Bronckhor speaking today at the media conference about all these big upcoming games the pressure's on you want to have pressure in April because it means you, you play uh, you know for, uh, for success and that's what we are doing now so it's normal you feel the pressure and uh, we have to uh, direct that pressure into uh, good performances and uh, that's what we have to do uh, for the next coming games. And that would be your feeling, Barry, right now if you were in this situation as a Rangers player. Uh, you know, you don't believe the title's gone till it's arithmetically impossible but in the back of your mind you're thinking it's highly unlikely Celtic are going to drop enough points but there is so much to play for in the European competition and there's a Scottish Cup to be won. Yeah, you've got to be professional. Look, six games to go in terms of the league. You've got to try and win the remaining six and hope that Celtic have a, a few slip-ups. Plus, they've got an opportunity next Thursday to reach the semi-final Europa League. And then come Sunday, an opportunity to get into the final. Um, and not been disrespectful to Hearts or Hibs, whoever wins that. Um, if Rangers do go through, I fully expect them to beat whoever they would get if they beat Celtic in the semi-final. So, this is a massive nine days or so for Rangers. Massive I... nine days. And in terms of pressure, that's what happens when you play at big clubs. You're under pressure every single game. Now it's up to these players to handle the pressure. And what's in front of them, there's still a lot to play for. So Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was talking to the media today. So was Ange Postecoglou ahead of Celtic against St Johnston. Uh, tomorrow already six points in front and that much better goal difference, of course. And uh, you just don't think the way things have gone up till now that Celtic are in any danger of losing focus. Yeah, you know, I've said all along we kind of know what our process is and what we need to do every week. Every game's a different challenge, every, t- every game... You know, has a bit of edge to it, particularly when you get to the end of the season. So, um, uh, you know, I, I've sort of said the last couple of weeks that for me, the indicator is training and we've got everyone training, everyone training well. It's super competitive. They all want to play. Any thoughts other than them preparing themselves, for, you know, for to the best of their ability to be ready for the game tomorrow? Um, I haven't seen anything other than that. Two different sets of preparation going on. Uh, Rangers are looking to bounce off uh, European performances and take that back onto the domestic scene, Mark. Uh, As for Celtic, they've got got the full week's build-up game-to-game at the moment to target what they want to do and and they ain't making too many mistakes. No, I mean, for Celtic um, now, you know, they've got a minimum seven seven games, possibly eight, to get to a Scottish Cup final. Um, They're half a dozen victories away from winning a treble. Um, you know, you could say if, if you know a week on Sunday, if Celtic beat Rangers at hand, and the the, the trebles as good as in uh, in the bag. So you know what a season it could be uh, for Celtic, and what a season it could be for Rangers in terms of what they might have, uh, achieve in European football as well. So look, it's all we play for, um, Rob. The the great thing for Celtic is that the title's in their own hands, 
and that 35 to 40 million quid, whatever it is, it's massive. It's yeah. absolutely massive. It can make such a difference um, to what Celtic can do in the summer. And likewise, um, for the rivals, it kind of puts them up against the, the back wall because they won't have that spending power that Celtic will. So you've got a chance to really go and make your mark uh, heading into the new season. Um, so look, there's even beyond it getting into the summer, as Barry said, Barry's expecting a good few changes at Rangers in terms of personnel within the playing squad. I would agree with him um, on that. So it'd be interesting to see how it all shapes up uh, moving into summer. But, but the here and now, I think in the next five or six weeks, domestic football, European football, so much to look forward to. Well, what a game that's going to be next Sunday. Oh. <laughs> a week on Sunday. <laughs> sure is. is yeah, it? and do you know what I like about it? Split right down yeah. the middle. 25,000 each fans in. The place will be absolute rocking. And um, Let's talk to Willie in Easterhouse. Hi, Willie. Let's go. Hello. Hi there, Rob. So we question you, Rob. Hey, you said talk about Celtic and uh, a domestic treble. Well, I go with a European treble. You know, three European tournaments in one season. Sorry, run that one by me again, Willie. Celtic have lost in three European tournaments in one season. That's a treble, is it, no? Or oh, Celtic have been knocked out of three European tournaments right. in the season. Well, if, if you look at it from that angle, I, I suppose, yes, Willie. Uh, yes, that, that, you, that'd, be, that'd be quite unique there, wouldn't it? Two trebles. Well, mm. I suppose it would, if you look at it from, mm. from that point of view. You're looking at it through your, your blue-tinted specs, are you? What do you, what do you think? I, 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 I'm a Rangers supporter, yes. I, yeah, thought, I, I thought I did support. think that. Uh, what, what did you think of last night? Oh, a bit disappointing. But just, I don't know why it's that with Paul came on roof again. I don't know they talking about camera. I don't know why to came on roof again. But I, said, I think you should be showing the exit door. Right, Wally, do you think they'll go through? Do you think they'll beat them next Thursday yeah. night? Aye, aye, aye. Why not? Why not? But as I said before, the must must be realised, but just got, it's just got to be done. Mm-hmm. Who would you play through the middle then, Wally? Ryan Kent and Scott Wright. Where, where's Scott Wright gone in the last little while, Wally? I know, but he says he's, he, he runs forever. He's got pace. He runs forever. He'll, run, he'll chase the ball everywhere. He's got plenty of pace. That's all I think he's got. It's not, an, it's not an end product, but just mm. give a wee shot and try it compared to something like Kevin he, he can't, he can't touch the ball. He didn't four times last day, and every time he fouled somebody. You're not having him, are you? I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Kevin Roof. No. You, you're he's, to- he's got one. He's got one time for glory. He scored that goal last year at the halfway line. Yeah. That's what keeps him going. That's what keeps him going. Yeah, he's got a good. He's actually got a good strike rate. He scores one every other game. For Rangers, um, yeah. but the only issue is not played enough football. Mm-hmm. That's the issue we right. we came out with just now. He, he, he looks to me rusty. Mm-hmm. That, that's the best word I could describe him at this moment in time. But he's not he's not Morelos. I mean, he's you no. Know. He's to, listen, but again, need to forget about Morelos. But you're looking to replace him. Yeah. So now it's up to one or two guys who I think will play through the middle. It's either came out roof or Sakala. I know Willie mentioned Ryan Kent. I prefer Ryan Kent playing in the wide areas, but as a possibility. But one of these three guys need to step up now. I was just looking at Ryan Kent's numbers there earlier on because we were talking about him pre-show, Willie, and uh, three goals. I mean, you know, I know his, you know, I know his main job is not to be the goal scorer in the team, but it's quite surprising when you think of the positions he gets into. 
Uh, the yeah. two, three, three goals to see. One was one was in Belgrade against Red Star. The other two were at home against Ross County and uh, St Johnston. Yeah, I was I was speaking about it last night. Look, Ryan Kent, I think he's got everything to play top level football. The only problem is, as you mentioned, their end product scoring goals, creating goals. I know he created the goal for Ramsey last week in the old firm game. I want to see more of him because I think there's so much more inside him. Willie? Why, 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 why would not play him? Aaron Ramsey. Why not play him? Why not bring him on last night, last 10 minutes? Barry, why no Aaron Ramsey off the bench? Yeah, well, we listen, did speak about it at the top of the show. We did speak about it, Willie. I was, I was surprised that he didn't play. Look, he's one of the guys who I think he's got that difference in the final third. Um, but now well, it's coming to a stage now, Willie. I, I think he's got to play. Ramsey he said a number of games Ramsey. under his belt now so for me he was basically rested last night I fully expect him now to play um, certainly Sunday certainly next Thursday and then obviously the Scottish Cup semi-final but can Aaron Ramsey play three games in a week we don't know that we don't see what happens day in day out I think a lot of Rangers fans are saying he was bought, he was he was signed for games like last night. You know that those the big games, the European ties. Have you seen like I, I thought I don't know if he's watched the game last week. I thought he had a good game last week. He did, week. and I was surprised when he came off. Yeah, listen, that was another thing. A lot of people have asked me, was it too early to bring him off? I still think he had more in his legs to give. But listen, Gio's a manager; he makes the decisions. But I thought it was a bit <laughs> premature bringing him off. Willie, is the t- is the title a write off for Rangers? Do you think? Yes, yes. Right. I'll be honest, say yes. I'm a big fan of Varela, so Varela brings yeah. a lot to the team. Yeah, yeah. We're rooting Varela, it's a different team. So what, what, can, what can the end of the season be for Rangers, Willie, do you think? What, 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 what do you expect Rangers to get in the way of consolation? <laughs> I'm, I'm too sure, but honest to be sure. No, no I'm not sure to be honest. I've, I've tried to say you're playing your business Young boy Lowry, he's injured as well, isn't he? Young boy, pre- Alex pre- Lowry. Potential. Ah, great, isn't it? Alex really Lowry. exciting. An exciting talent. Ah, Poten- he, he, potential he, he, big he, Rangers he, player. He, he's good for next year. But would uh, a Scottish Cup win and last four maybe in a European competition, would, you know, you, obviously the title was what you really wanted, but would that at least be some sort of compensation, Willie? It's got to the semis of Europa. Mm-hmm. Aye, why, why, why not go all the way? Do you think Rangers oh, I could? To, uh, uh, I could, why not? Successful Rangers is win every single Aye. league game from now until the end of the season. Get into the semi-final Europa League, win the Scottish Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Happy with that, Willie? I'd love it to happen, Barry, but to be honest, to be honest, I've said, I'm, I'm old school. I've, I've seen good teams, bad teams at Rangers and Rangers are a good team at the moment. Willie, thanks for your call. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. All the best. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. It's Friday's Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Good to have you with us. Another half an hour or so to go. It's been busy so far. Uh, we've got part two of our competition to come. That'll be in about 20 minutes um, as we give us another 
Old Firm fan the chance to go to that uh, Scottish Cup semi-final next weekend. A couple of tickets are up for grabs. We've been running the competition all week long and uh, the target to beat uh, will be the one set by Nicky uh, who got six answers right in 60 seconds which was uh, pretty impressive uh, to be honest. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and Rob McLean are with you on the show uh, ahead of a, a big weekend for so many teams uh, not just the Premiership but uh, as you go further down the Championship is fascinating League 1, League 2 uh, so many big games to play so many issues to be uh, sorted out uh, we've been hearing in the course of the show from Ryan Jack of Rangers manager Giovanni Van Bronckhorst the Celtic gaffer Ange Postacoglu as well he's been talking today he was asked uh, about the support he's had behind the scenes uh, from coming into the job. Dermot rang me after we lost against Hearts on the first day and he said, Ange, you know, I can see what you're trying to do. All I'll say is your first assessment will come at the end of the year. Nothing will happen before then. You just keep doing what you're doing. So, you know, I, I don't need people to tell me that, but I can't do what I do without support. With Michael Nicholson and people like Chris Mackay and others in, in management right behind me, the board right behind me. I know he mentioned Peter Lawwell and he's been really supportive since I've got here. So, you know, I think part of the reason that I've been able to do what I, I do is I felt really supported by everyone involved in the club from day one. You know, externally, that didn't always look the case because of who I was and people weren't aware of who I was and it may have felt like I was unsteady in those early times. But at no point did I think, you know, people are, are trying to second-guess me here. I mean, I, it wouldn't have worked the way I wanted to if that happened. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at making my views pretty clear to people I'm, I'm with, but you still need that support. The support I've had this year from everybody, like I said, from fans to players, staff, management, board, um, has been... Outstanding. I mean, it's these things are never a one-man operation. And Ange Postecoglou, they're paying tribute to quite a few, named quite a few uh, behind the scenes uh, who've been instrumental uh, as well. But you could very easily turn that all around as well and say there's been one man driving that Celtic football operation on, um, and it's the man we just heard from, Mark. Yeah, in order, as he said, for order and him to do that and to do that properly, he needs a support and he needs to be allowed to do it. So, yeah, I mean, I think that would have been comforting on, on the first night from from Dermot Desmond, you know, opening league day of the season. You, you lose, you think, oh, right, OK. Uh, but he's had that phone call. So right away you think, OK, well, the owner's on site. Your first assessment will come at the end of the season. Um, so I've got 10 months to, to, to get things right and, and keep my job and, he, and he's made sure that that's... Um, going to happen you said something earlier on in the programme Robin I'd agree with you I think pretty soon after Brendan Rodgers won the treble in his first season he was given a, a, a bumper new deal as, as they call it in the tabloids you know yep. one of these big uh, fancy golden handcuffs uh, kind of deals where his salary takes a big bump up his bonuses take a bump up and if anybody wants to come in and get him then you know there's a, there's a compensation fee at the other end it wouldn't surprise me if Celtic looked to do that with Postacog it would be absolutely natural um, to go and and do that to, to safeguard the club and, and, and also to give uh, Ange the, the remuneration that he deserves um, for what he's achieved so far. Um, but yeah, um, and I think as well, Ange Postacoglu, again, going by what Craig Moore told us very early on about him, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would just be name-checking people at the football club and all the support he's had if it wasn't the truth. I no. don't think he's the kind of guy that just, you know, hands out platitudes for the sake of ticking boxes and keeping people on side. He'd only say that if that was absolutely the case and, and, and I believe him. And you would imagine, Barry, that there would be scope to improve 
his deal. We don't know what he's on, but when he arrived at Celtic, for us and for most people, he was an unknown quantity uh, in terms of taking on this sort of job. But the success he's had since then would mean that you would imagine uh, Celtic would be very much ready to up up the ante in what they're giving him. Yeah, I would be surprised if the the wait to the end of the season because obviously there's important games yeah. coming up. But I, I'm sure they would um, be interested in sitting down with him and getting his thoughts with how's he enjoying it um, and getting him on a long term deal. I'm like I'm like everybody else, never knew nothing about him. Um, obviously, Big Oz filled me in, but he's been an international manager. Mm-hmm. He's managed in the the Japanese league where there's a lot of decent players. He, he knows the game. He's been involved in football for 25 years. He's an experienced guy. Um, but to come over here, it's a different ball game in the west of Scotland. The pressure's put on you. The pressure was on them early doors in the season when he got off to a, a difficult start. But again, I keep going back to it. You've got to respect the job that he's done in terms of where he's got Celtic at this moment in time. And the biggest... Um, thing that I've been impressed by is the amount of players that he's brought in and the amount of players that he's I know how difficult it is I've been involved in clubs when there's been a a, a new build of a team players come in they, they don't settle really well so the amount of players that he's brought in they've settled really quickly and they've came from a lot most of them I mean the Japanese guys different cultures so it's difficult for them to, to settle in but he's Managed to do it because obviously he's managed over there. But the job that he's done is very impressive, very impressive. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Celtic would try and get him tied. I don't know what is it a twelve month rolling contract he's on. I'm not too sure. Not sure either. But I'm I'm more than positive that Celtic would like to get him tied down. I'm sure the Celtic fans with the job that he's done up up to this moment in time would like to see him um, getting tied down in a long term deal. Yeah, he's connected with the players. He's connected with the supporters. And he's just a handful of games away from something pretty remarkable. And Postecoglou Celtic against St Johnston tomorrow. And it will be a big surprise. Uh, it would be a major shock if uh, Celtic didn't get all three points. But uh, St Johnston have their own need uh, for points uh, as well. Uh, between uh, Celtic and St Johnston and Dundee, uh, there's something pretty incredible happening in that logjam in the middle of the, the Premiership as well. Aberdeen Ross County will affect that tomorrow. So will the Dundee Derby at Tannadice, the Edinburgh Derby at Tynecastle, Livingston against Motherwell. Those are all Saturday games and potentially uh, St Mirren against Rangers might have some sort of say as well in who finishes where in terms of the the top six. And then European qualification, of course, uh, follows on from that. So what we have is we've got Dundee United. It's going to take something pretty unusual, I think, for them not to finish in the top six, I would think, Mark, looking yeah. looking at it. They're on 40. Uh, then we've got Motherwell on 39, Hibbs on 38, Ross County and Livingston 37, Aberdeen and St Mirren on 36. So I mean, I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to work it out. And, I'm going to wish you good luck with this yeah, already. Yeah, man, man. I, I, I'm going to stay with the top six as it as is. As is. Yep. But I think, I think Dundee United will win. I think Motherwell will draw. I think Hearts will beat Hibs. I think... Aberdeen will draw with Ross County and I think Livingston and Mud will be a draw. So correct me if I'm wrong, if my maths is wrong here, with the goal difference, if their results happen, unless mm-hmm. Hearts absolute batter Hibs, mm-hmm. I think it will stay the same way. 
the only way that could change. But I, funny enough, you know, I agree with you. The only one I might maybe see Ross County sneaking in, but I know that, that that's um, the one I'm not sure. Of. The only be Ross County. If that's right, what you say is going to happen tomorrow works out. Then that would mean though, if St Mirren beat Rangers on Sunday, St Mirren going to the top six. Yeah, I can't see that. <laughs> My <laughs> <is it>? Unlikely, <laughs> no, I know. but. What an incentive that is for some yeah, well. I mean, that, that I mean, we're talk, all we're talking about is, is Rangers and trying to win the league and keep the pressure on yeah, on Celtic and keep themselves on a on a high granny Thursday night at home to Braga. But if if things work out the way Barry thinks are going to work out, then what an incentive for for what, what a time think? for Stephen Robinson to get his first win as man manager. How did you do at arithmetic at school? Oh great! I never went. But going with the results and looking at the goal difference, that's what that's what I'm seeing. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Well, my eyes have glazed over, to be honest. It, it, it's there are so many permutations. It's a really, it's really difficult, isn't it? I thought, the, I thought three or four weeks ago, Aberdeen would have got into the the top six, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a difficult game they've got against Ross County. Ross right. County, yeah. are, they, I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Ross County, mm-hmm. they're decent. They're, they're they're a strong unit. They've got good players. Um, Malky's made them really streetwise now uh, as well hasn't he yes. they like to be a bit naive yes. and stuff but really streetwise now but that's a lot of work in the training ground he's yeah. got to be given a lot of credit Malky McKay with the job he's done up there yeah it, it is remarkable I mean the, there's there's a very real chance that Aberdeen and Hibs could both finish yeah, in the bottom mm-hmm. half uh, yeah. and, and that's in football <laughs> terms that's disastrous for those two clubs oh, you'd, you'd never have well, certainly wouldn't have envisaged that at the start of the season I thought Hibs would have been right Right up there, Aberdeen especially. I thought Aberdeen would be a real good shout for for third place. Rob, I, I was really impressed with the recruitment of Stephen Glass in the summer. You know, from from Scott Brown, J. Emmanuel Thomas, you know, your David Bates. You know, you're getting getting more of a tune out of Lewis Ferguson again, and, and Ross McCrory. Um, but you know, and, and uh, Ramirez. But you know, I, I couldn't see it. But I know you're going to be at the game tomorrow. What, what will you get at Petodji? Twelve, fourteen thousand. Yeah, maybe maybe more because sometimes when a club's yep. back is well, up against it. the wall, Aye. fans turn out in bigger well, numbers. They need them if, they, if ever yeah. they need a, yeah. a crowd tomorrow, yeah. because I think a win tomorrow will see Aberdeen going to the top six. So, therefore, you're thinking, why shouldn't they go and beat mm. Ross County tomorrow at Petardry? Why shouldn't mm. they go? And do I, it? I think you'll see a, a different Aberdeen next season. Yeah, well, there's going to be a massive yeah. turnaround, isn't yeah. there? I think Jim Goodwin's the right man for the job. I think it's a big summer for him, but I think. In terms of his recruitment, you look at his recruitment at Samarna, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Guys who, again, didn't hear much. He went into that Southern Ireland market. Guy Ronan from Connor, Wolves, Connor Connor Ronan. Ronan, Jimmy McGrath. Yeah, McGrath, I mean, yeah. some brilliant finds. But I think Aberdeen will struggle to get into the top six. But next season, I think it will be a, a big season for Aberdeen. I think it will be a half-decent season for Aberdeen. Because the summer will be good for Jim. He'll work hard. I think he's identified strengths and weaknesses at this moment in time um, and I think he'll do a he'll do a fine job up there well we remember a, a former St Mirren manager that did a, a very fine job at Aberdeen in the in the 80s in fact more than one because Alex Smith followed him on as well later on uh, had a great record he's not hanging about is he and making big decisions here Mark um, Andy Considine much loved grew up an Aberdeen player um, he's not going to be there next season Christian Ramirez it seems could be on the way out as well You've got to make big decisions. Sometimes are going to be uh, unpopular, um, but but you do um, what you think is right. I remember speaking to 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 Davy Hay uh, about the time when uh, 
In fact, it was maybe a couple of years ago, I was speaking to him. He was out for lunch. It was Frank McGarvey and David Problems, a few of the guys in the. They were talking about the day that he freed Frank McGarvey after what he. Did he score the winning goal in the cup final or whatever right. it was? Yeah. And 48 hours later, he freed Frank McGarvey. There was a big backlash. And I mentioned to David, I said, that was a brave decision to, 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 to free Frank McGarvey under those circumstances. He says, no, it's not a brave decision if you think it's the right decision. Mm-hmm. If you think it's the right decision, you think it's the right decision. And whatever people think of it, you go with it. And that looks like what Jim Goodwin's right. doing. That, that's what I like about Jim Goodwin. He's not scared to make tough decisions. And if he think it's it's going to be the bet for the better of Aberdeen, I think he'll make it. Um, but in terms of Constantine, it's it's not nice to see when stuff like that come out in the no. the press. I seen Jim's comments. It's they had a good chat in between the four walls, door closed, and then some things like that leak. It's not a nice way for Andy Constantine to finish his Aberdeen career. Because to be fair to him, he's been a he's been a right good player for Aberdeen, and he. A couple of years ago, he broke into the Scotland, the Scotland squad because yeah. he was in fine form. Then, obviously, got that was it cruciate ligament injury. Yeah, he got so he's been he's missed the most of the season. But in terms of next season, I don't think he'll be short of offers. I think clubs I'll look at Andy Considine with his experience, um, and I'm sure he'll, he'll get a decent club next season. Not massive pressure on Jim Goodwin at the moment, you would say, just because he hasn't been there that long. Maybe more pressure on Sean Maloney, Mark, because he's been in the job a little bit longer. But I mean, you know, what a start for him. Martin Boyle is sold. Kevin Nisbet gets injured. Yeah, you know, he's certainly with the Kevin Nisbet thing. He's he's been very uh, unfortunate, but you've just got to go and win games of football. They've got to start scoring more, uh, more goals. But first and foremost, Rob, Hibs need to stay. In the top six, you know, they need to find a way of trying to get a point at Tynecastle tomorrow, which won't be easy. They might not need to because other results might go for them. But where Hibs to drop out of the top six, that's that's not a good look. I, I don't know what to make of Hibs. When I watch them, I'm, I'm unsure. You mean in terms of identity? Yeah, I, mm. I, I, I'm unsure. Yeah. Um, maybe you'll see a different Hibs next season because obviously he said one window. You'll have the window in the, the, the summer, but I, I just don't know what to make of Hibs. Hibs and Aberdeen are used to European qualification they're used to finishing at the top end Uh, they have a struggle at the moment to make the top six big games tomorrow big competition to come after the break a couple of uh, semi-final tickets up for grabs the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, 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 go. Yeah, you can almost reach out and touch the tension. A couple of uh, Scottish Cup semi-final tickets are available again. We've teamed up with CSD Air Conditioning to give one lucky Rangers, one lucky Celtic fan. That's Dominic, of course. Uh, earlier, a pair of tickets uh, for that upcoming semi-final plus £100 to spend all this week. Uh, we've had uh, one fan uh, from each team competing every night on the show to see who can top the league and win those Cup semi-final tickets. Playing for Rangers tonight is Paul from Livingston. Hi, Paul. Evening, guys. How are we doing? Good, thank you. Are you in good shape? To uh, surmount the target, which is six correct answers. Are you the man? Well, I, I kind of thought I might be, but I've got to be <laughs> honest. I, I think I've forgot everything about the Scottish Cup now, but um, we'll see how we go. Now, I'll come back to you when, you, when you're under pressure. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Although, Nicky, uh, we've got Nicky standing by as well, who's got the, the leading total at the moment on six. Nicky, is anybody going to beat that? 
Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good answer. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you available uh, in case uh, Paul doesn't get to that winning total. But uh, let's uh, get to it. Uh, Scottish Cup questions coming up on Rangers and your 60 seconds, Paul. Starts now. Neil McCann won four Scottish Cups with Rangers. With which other team did he win the Scottish Cup? Oh. Next question. How many Scottish Cups have Rangers won since the millennium? Five or eight? Five. Did John Gregg win more Scottish Cups as a player or manager? Player. Which Rangers striker scored in two finals in a row, 92 and 93? Uh, Alan How many Scottish Cups did Rangers win in the 1980s? Three. How many Scottish Cups did Sandy Jordan win with Rangers? Three. Other than Rangers, with which clubs did Stephen Presley win the Scottish Cup? Hearts. And the other one? Oh, uh, Falkirk. How many goals did Brian Loudrup score in the 1996 Scottish Cup final? Two. Right, you scored four, so that's a, a really good performance uh, from you. Not quite enough, I'm afraid, Paul, but that was a really good effort. Well done, thanks for that. No worries, cheers, guys. Thank All you. the best, well cheers. Done, Paul. That, that's Paul uh, from Livingston, who didn't quite make it. Did pretty well, though, eh, with, he, he uh, with four. You're going to ask me these questions, aren't you? I am, <laughs> yeah, but not before I've uh, welcomed Nick, Nicky back on to the line. Uh, you're heading for Hamden with a couple of tickets next weekend. How's that sounding, Nicky? Absolutely brilliant, just a bit. Good stuff. And who will you be taking with you, do you know? Or are you you're just going to see who's yeah, nice to you over the next dad. seven days? Your dad? Aye. Excellent, good stuff. And uh, and what are you thinking at the moment of your team? What what did you make of last night? Oh, poor, poor. But it's just, the, the season just seems to be crumbling away. So I think Scottish Cup, we need to, need to win it. Those are not the words that Barry Ferguson wants to hear, crumbling away. That's not the way he sees the rest of the season. Hey Barry, no, I I don't want it to crumble. Are away. you worried about it crumbling away? Yeah, they, listen, it's at the back of your your mind. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, but I I would like to think that the guys will be having a good chat with each other and, and say, listen, there's six or so weeks left of the season. There's still a lot to play for. So, um, and it starts in in Sunday against St. Man. What uh, what do you think next Thursday, Nicky? Do you think uh, can you see Rangers getting to the last four? I hope so. Um, I mean, some of the, the performances we've had in Europe have been absolutely outstanding and we need to find that again. What's the answer up front? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, my, the question was, what, what, what would the answer be for you up front to, to, to you know, the oh, gap, the gap that's um, left by Alfredo Morales, basically? I think give Roof another chance. Um, yeah, I had to be Roof. But I just, I, we, we can't be relying on, on one single player all the time. Um, I know Morales is brilliant, but it's just, it can't go on like that. And do you see big changes coming in the summer? It has to be. It has to be. If, if we're going to try and get the title back next season. How big a turnaround, big Barry Ferguson, is it going to be, do you reckon? Because, you, you know, I, sometimes I, it's about offloading players because yeah, that's if, the if their contracts aren't up. Uh, that's the problem you have. If, a player's not part of your plans 
they have contracts um, they're on good salaries and that's the the difficult part to, to try and get rid of them the, the teams might be interested in them but they might not pay the same as they're getting paid at, paid at Rangers um, but I, I do see a, a few coming in and a few going out um, I don't think it'll be as big as Celtic's rebuild in the summer but I think there'll, there'll be a fair rebuild at Rangers Nicky, do you think there's been complacency this season after that uh, 25-point title win last season? Yeah, definitely. Um, some players just haven't haven't shown up this season, um, and Gio needs to need to get rid of some of them. To be honest, um, it's just it's just been really poor. Is he still the man for you, Van Bronckhorst? I think so. I, I don't think we can we can judge him yet. I mean, he's only had one window, uh, so I think we should judge him this time next year but Mark in the crazy wacky world of Scottish football especially in the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl uh, you know people are already taking pot shots at him aren't they yeah they are which I, I think is unfair I can understand there's, there's frustration in terms of what's happened in the league when Giovanni took over from Steven Gerrard inherited a six point league at the top of the table that's now a six point deficit um, with six games to go so it's not a great look but as um, Nicky's just said there he's, bad, he's had one window um, He'll have ideas of what he wants to do. You know, it could be four or five out, four or five in. Um, so yeah, he, he wants to go and find that out. But yeah, look at where Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is. Yeah, April of next year. See, see where they are. And don't forget, 100%. listen, Borussia Dortmund. When you think back, and I, and I know it's only two legs, but an important two legs for the football club to go and be able to do that. The manager's a good manager. You look at what he's really unlucky. What's happened to Alfredo Morelos? Because you look at the Alfredo Morelos he inherited. Now Giovanni and, and Barry knows this and, and Roy McKay they've worked very hard behind the scenes with him to get him on side to, to, to get him up for it and he was you look at him he, he was really producing um, so they've been very unlucky uh, in that front tactically he's brave sometimes he'll, he'll make decisions he'll switch to a back three worked against Borussia Dortmund other things so you know he's a good manager and we're talking about somebody having big game mentality but written that just this is a guy that's captained his country in a World Cup final won the Champions League played for Arsenal he's won trebles with Rangers so he knows his stuff um, and I think he's, he's, he's got to be given uh, more time he's just come up against a Celtic that have motored that got January absolutely spot on as a football club but Giovanni has to recover from that and show that he's heading Rangers in the right direction and, and the first thing that he can do uh, is to show that his age make sure Celtic don't win a treble and B win a Scottish Cup you know he won a Scottish Cup last of the season puts you in a high going into the, going into the summer hall and what they achieve in Europe will We'll wait and see, but certainly Rangers got to win the Scottish Cup. Rangers and Paisley on Sunday, Nicky, and uh, then courtesy of the Go Radio Football Show and CSD Air Conditioning, you and your old man are heading for Hamden. How, how do you think that game's going to go? Can can Rangers get the upper hand this time, get to the final? Hopefully. Uh, like I said, we need to. Um, I mean, I think the league's over, so uh, definitely need to win the Scottish Cup. Well done in the competition. Uh, well done, and we'll get in touch with you, obviously, and arrange a collection or the sending out of those tickets. You're heading for Hamden. Nicky, good to have you on the show. Well done. There he went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was lost for words at the end, uh, overcome with emotion. A few minutes left on the show. Let's get your predictions. I think we've probably had them one way or another in the course of the show, but we'll just uh, firm okay, those up. No, exactly. So just <laughs> give me, just give, just give a new, and you can't remember the old ones, just give a new <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mark Celtic, St. Johnston. Oh, I think my narrow, nervy 
possible Celtic victory. Um, let's Barry Celtic St Johnson. Three 0 Celtic. Aberdeen against Ross Kenty Mark. Aberdeen. One 0 Just listen to the thought that's going into these. I'll go one each. One each at Dodry for Barry. Couple of derbies uh, tomorrow. I mean, in another world, I guess um, these would be elsewhere on the schedule and maybe live live on TV. They should they're, be, they're, Rob. They're, they're going to be compulsive they, viewing. Yep, they absolutely. Be. They're, they're, yeah. I mean, it's a brilliant card tomorrow. Dundee United against Dundee. Dundee United 2 0. Mark? Dundee United 2 1. Hearts Hibs at Tyne Castle. Same result 2 0. Hearts. 2 0. Hearts. Although if they if they had won Derby win they'd probably take next weekend wouldn't they but but you think they're too good, too good anyway Mark tomorrow uh, two one Hearts two one Hearts to win that game which could mean Hibs in the bottom six um, you would think well it will mean it will be bottom six won't they if 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 Hibs lose anyway my arithmetic is not as good as Barry's uh, Livingston against Motherwell Barry one each draw I love the way how confident you sound with these. Well, of course, like what I say is 15, 20 minutes ago. True. Um, Mark? That's the way I've yeah, out. I agree with that. One each draw. One each draw. And then Sunday in Paisley, uh, St Mirren against Rangers, Barry. 1 0 Rangers. 1 0 Rangers. One goal will be enough. Will it be Kemar Roof? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Mark? A 2 1 Rangers. 2 1 Rangers. Um, and you're both. You were both thinking that uh, Celtic were going to win. You went 3-0, Barry. What did you go, Mark, again on the Celtic game tomorrow? 1-0. So you think it's going to be pretty tight? Um, and it could be it could be awkward for Celtic. And We're talking about the potential of, of Celtic being effectively 10 points ahead by Sunday. But there is another side of that coin, isn't there, where Celtic do spill a couple of points maybe tomorrow and suddenly... Rangers can close the gap. Well, that, that's what you've got to hope as a, a Rangers player, a Rangers supporter. Um, but I've, I'm being brutally honest. I think after the old firm win last week, I think Celtic part 60 odd thousand. Um, I just feel, I've just got a feeling that Celtic will, will, um, will win it convincingly. See when those shutters come down outside the window I'm just wondering what's <laughs> and, we're, happening. and we're into complete darkness. I get the feeling it's, it, it's the end I of the show. St. Johnson. Uh huh. I'll catch it, man. Okay. That's a great show. You heard That's it first on the Go Radio Football Show. Mark, thank you. Thanks, Barry. Rob. Thanks, thanks a lot. Rob. Have a good weekend, one and all. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof. Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.